Step one, you make some stuff. Step two, you sell some stuff. Step three is what this show is all about. Hello and welcome to step three. This is a uh, special episode this week. Last Friday, I was at WordCamp Jackson. It's a conference for developers, designers, and users of WordPress, which is the the website platform that I develop in and my company develops in. And I was giving a talk alongside a gentleman by the name of Mike Hale. And he had also submitted a talk about imposter syndrome. And so they were like, hey, why don't you guys talk together? And so we did. And uh, we kind of went through by Mike's slides because I really liked his slides. And and we just sort of, you know, played tennis with it, went back and forth. It was great. And I really hope everyone enjoys it. So without further ado, the special quasi-live episode of Step 3. I'm here today and with Mike Hale from Rainmaker Digital. And we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. Uh, we, we both sort of had this idea to give this talk, and uh, we kind of put our heads together, and I thought that Mike had some really great slides for it, and uh, it's a topic I like to, to talk about a lot because I think it's something that a lot of us suffer from but don't necessarily talk about, you know, that feeling of when you wake up in the morning and you're like, how am I going to get through today? Like every, I'm, I'm a fraud. I'm, you know, you work every day and you do awesome stuff every day, but you still wake up in the morning feeling like today it's all going to come crumbling down around me. Right. So basically the actual definition, this was a, a, a psycho, a psychological concept pretty much brought in, I think it was the late seventies uh, by two researchers and they define imposter syndrome as basically having the inability to internalize your success. You think no matter what you do, you, you, you chalk it up to just being lucky, uh, just being in the right place at the right time. Oh, somehow I pulled this one off. Um, when I was getting hired at uh, Rainmaker Digital, I had to send some code samples of my WordPress work so they could do the code review. And of course, in my head, I was like, oh, that's it. That, that would have been nice, but that's not going to happen. Uh, so that's one of the ways that, that it kind of creeps into you. Um, and, and like Ian said, it's kind of you always just feel like you're going to get found out as a fraud. Like today's the day, everybody's going to realize I don't know what I'm doing, and that's going to be the end of everything I've done. So if that's the technical definition. If you want a visual of imposter syndrome, <laughs> it's basically this. We're all that husky in the middle. Yeah. And as a husky owner, I love this slide. So. And you're pretty sure that they're going to eat you at some point yes. when they realize that you're just a hat with a cat under it. So I think the easiest way to fall into this trap is you start seeing what everybody else is doing. You know, I, I come to WordCamps and, and there's, you know, I see people around and it's like, wow, you know, they've got an agency or they've got this great plugin and they've built this business. You know, who am I even, uh, you know, even at an event like this? So this is usually attributed to Teddy Roosevelt, whether he said it or not, a different story. But that comparison is the thief of joy. If you're always comparing yourself to somebody else where they are, you're never gonna see kind of what you've accomplished. Which is awesome because we all, you know, sit on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter all day doing exactly that and being like, 
why do I feel miserable all the time and like I'm never measuring up? And then you're like, back to Facebook. Okay, man, sweet convertible, nice, nice, nice bathroom, like sweet kitchen remodel. It gets, I quit Facebook recently and it, it actually like it m measurably lowered the amount of just latent anxiety in my life, not knowing what everybody else was doing every second of the day. But I like I really love that quote, and yeah, on the internet now everybody has said everything. Like Spock could have said that for all we know, but uh, yeah, it's so true though. Like Abraham Lincoln said, "Do not believe everything you read on the internet." Exactly, and he would know. So yeah, it's just you can't compare you know your inside to somebody else's outside. It's not going to be a fair comparison. You're always going to come out you know poorly because we're all you know, presenting a stronger face than we usually feel on the inside. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons why this seems to be so prevalent in the WordPress community is WordPress is open source. If I develop a plugin and I put it out on the repo, every line of code and every, you know, kludge in there and every little mistake I've made is out there for people to see. If you build a website, people can go to it. If you do a theme, somebody's going to see it. Same thing, you know, plugins, all of your code can get looked at. So I think there's kind of a fear of, well, if I put this out there, is somebody going to see it and think, oh, I could have done this much better, or, you know, they're not doing it? Yeah, I do that sometimes. Yeah. And then you feel better about yourself. You're like, ah, I wouldn't have made that mistake, haha. And then someone else, like, you know, two seats back is like, ah, I wouldn't have made that mistake. And meanwhile, you're in here, but, like, your site's crashing. <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening. Why am I like this? <laughs> and I think what Ian was saying about how you see it on social media is this is, um, I went to Pressnomics two years ago, and Corey Miller of iThemes gave a great talk. Now, Corey Miller's been really open about some of his struggles with you know, depression and things like that, and, and how that affects an entrepreneur. He talks about the, the entrepreneurial iceberg. So pretty much above the water, that's all the social media, that's the Instagram, that's what we're really you know, showing the world, and that's what we see of other people. But everybody, you know, beneath the surface, that's where you have your doubt, uh, that's where you know, the frustrations, all your failures, that's everything that you don't see you know, beneath. So and, uh, if you go to this, uh, Corey Miller, The Iceberg of Life, he's got a worksheet on here where you can actually fill out your four sections, kind of things you do well, things that are great, and then some of the some of areas where you may find struggles. It's really important to look at it that way too, because if you, I mean, even just coming to this and listening and being like, yes, I totally relate to that. I too have feelings sometimes. But it's important to do stuff like this and make a practical inventory of the way you feel because as entrepreneurs like again if you're going to be selling to clients and you know potentially leading employees like you've got to be you got to have your exterior on on point at all times otherwise you're not going to be able to build the confidence necessary to make money and win friends and influence people and you know as with any other discipline it's something you learn to do it's not something you just wake up one day and you're like i have perfect insight into my own psyche you have to take these inventories and write them down and just and translate those thoughts into something you can pick up and look at in front of you and suddenly you realize that there are just these these words in front of you and that's how you're feeling and it, it kind of makes them a lot smaller and less like phantoms in the shadows waiting to like jump you as soon as you do something wrong this quote is either from Matt Medeiros or possibly Teddy Roosevelt. Um, <laughs> but I also heard this at, at Preston. He says, don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle. That's one of the easiest traps to fall into. Like, you know, like I said, I could see somebody who's got a business and they're making, you know, look at, look at um, you know, Pippin. 
Williamson. He you know, makes tons of money with digital downloads and some of those other products. So as a plugin developer, I can look at that and say, well, I'll never, you know, I'll never get that. But in the beginning, he was in the exact same boat. He started the, you know, he started square one. He had, he had nothing, you know. Matt's got the most popular WordPress business podcast on iTunes. Just, just ask him, he'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but when he started, you know, episode one, it was nothing, you know. It was just him doing his show, The Matt Report, which is where he interviews other uh, WordPress professionals about their business and how to build their business. So, you know, if you look at where he's at now, the listeners he's get, the reviews he's got, all of that, you think, well, why would I start a, a WordPress podcast? It's, you know, I'm never going to get like that. But I'm sure when he started, there was somebody else that was in that position that he was striving to get to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, you know, the true for anyone in the beginning of a career or... Yeah, especially, at least for me, like music, you know, something like that where you're like, man, I wish I could play guitar like so-and-so because they make it look so easier, or like singers, you know, they stand up there and like beautiful sounds come out of their mouth. And uh, I, well, so yeah, I, I recently have been, you know, working on my voice more and doing more singing and, and now I'm to the point where I can kind of, I appreciate singing the same way I used to appreciate, you know, guitar solos, where I can appreciate that it's in your body but it's still this complex instrument that takes concentration and planning and foresight to to use and it's you know it's another reminder that no matter how easy someone makes it look to do there's still 10 or was it 10,000 hours to to achieve mastery there's still hours and hours and hours of of work and review and practice behind you know the most successful people even those with natural talent there's no substitute for putting in the time I think one of the biggest issues where really you hit that roadblock is it just it just causes fear you know when you're doubting your own abilities you're afraid to take those next steps and it could be anything from uh, if you if you're a freelancer you know you might not even want to respond to a request for information because you think, oh, that's a bigger client than I've ever got. This project is way more advanced than I can do. I'm not even gonna bother creating a proposal to send to them. Or you might have an issue where you put something off because you're, you're thinking, I'll never be able to. I've, I've had this with, um, with bugs and different plugins and, and, and software development where I think, I'm never gonna be able to figure this out and fix it. I just don't wanna do it. I'm gonna do everything else but the big problem. And then once you get into that big problem, eventually it gets done. You know, it's, it's, it's never easy, but I think that fear really stops you from taking that next step and getting and getting past that and that's where I see the biggest actual impact of when that imposter syndrome kicks in it keeps you from moving forward absolutely fear is fear is like the brick and mortar we use to build walls between ourselves and what we want to achieve um, you know a lot of people <clears throat> that I know they've been like oh you're so you're lucky because you, you know you, you work for yourself and you you know can take time off I'm like no, no, sweetie, luck had nothing to do with it. Believe me, I got the bags under my eyes to prove that I worked my ass off to get here. Um, and it's terrifying. I mean, I feel fear like 90% of the time some days. Where you're just like, what? Like this week, I just had a disaster of a week where stuff goes wrong. And... Um, you, it's so, you know, whether you're working for yourself or somebody else, you have to really develop coping mechanisms for fear. Again, in our lives and in our culture, we just glaze over all this. Like, no one in school teaches you, like, you're going to be, like, just terrified 
of taking a step out and taking a risk. But here's how to, you know, examine your feelings and quantify them and break down that wall and just take the step forward. No, no one teaches us how to do that. It's kind of an essential thing that uh, is really neglected everywhere. And so we're here now as adults to to look inward and, and, and look back over the course of our lives and the fears that have stopped us from moving forward. And you, like if there's anything you can always look back on and say, oh, I was afraid of, you know, falling off my bike. No one likes falling on your face and blooding up your knees on your bike, but you probably did it, right? It, everything's just like that. And once you learn how to do it, you forget what it was like to ever not do it. Yeah, I think I'm about three years into the job I have now, and there's some mornings where I do wake up, and as I'm having my coffee, I think, okay, Today's the day. I'm just going to get an email. They're going to say, we need to talk to you. You know, all this time, we didn't notice it, but today we realized, you know. You're a complete... You're an idiot. What, what are you doing, doing here? God. So... Seriously. That's kind of what imposter syndrome is and some of the issues have, you know, that, that can come with it. it. Just kind of show of hands. Is this ringing a bell? Is this feeling familiar? Okay, so pretty much everyone. Good, good, good. some cool cats in here, I yeah. see. You know, teach me your secrets for confidence and... Yeah. Uh, hand lowering so kind of the second part of what we want to talk to you about is some kind of some of the ways that you can you know realize what's happening and, and get past it get you know get through that struggle so one of the important things is to remember you know you're not alone it feels like you're alone especially in WordPress where so many people are freelancers or remote workers you know you're, you don't have that that camaraderie with people every day that you or that social interaction every day other than that online um, you know, everybody here made a point to come out, especially on a Friday too, you know, to come out and be a part of this community to learn and to, and to share with others. So, you know, we did the show of hands, at least half the room raised their hands that they felt the same way. So whether it's, um, you know, getting to a, to a, a word camp like this, uh, joining a mastermind group, uh, you know, meetups, things like that, where you can, you know, talk to other people and find out from other people. It's, you're not the only people that this feeling sets into, so. And if it's not something that you struggle with in a major way, now you know that other people do. Um, like you said, working remote and stuff, you know, communicating online, you know, everybody reads tone differently. Some people will write something and I'll be like, that is the most passive aggressive thing I've ever read. How dare you say that to me? And they're like, no, I was being serious. And I'm like, I don't believe you, but okay, fine. And it's just another case of like, okay, well, clearly from their perception, that's how they feel. And it's important to know that people feel this way, even if it's not something you struggle with, because, you know, it, it allows us to, to communicate with, oh my, oh, that's my ride. Uh, it allows you to, to deal with people compassionately and intuitively. And um, you know, that's the way to get the best result out of any collaboration is to, you know, bear in mind that in addition to the work, we also have the work of just being alive, and that's a lot to deal with some days. The second thing, and as two musicians can attest to, we're speaking at a, a word camp. We're not out on tour with the <laughs> bands. So you're, you're not a rock star. You know, you may not be a rock star. That doesn't mean that you still can't play and enjoy the music. There's always going to be, I would say, if you're not paid a great amount of money just to do what you do and talk about what you do, there's always going to be somebody who is better at what you do than you. You know, if you're not on TV every, every morning on some news show talking about whatever topic it is you know, 
somebody's always going to know more, and that's okay. Um, you could still enjoy singing. You could still enjoy. You wouldn't enjoy my singing. You might. <laughs> uh, I'll just strum along on the guitar. But you can still enjoy playing. You don't have to be the absolute best. And, and for me, you know, my plan coming out of high school was basically to be a rock star. I haven't quite yeah. gotten there yet. Um, yeah, kind of. My parents were so proud. So proud. I had the hair down <laughs> there. So yeah. Nice. So I did not end up being a rock star. But that's okay. I could be a rock star in my own world. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and you always get other people better than you because, I mean, who else are you going to steal good ideas from? I mean, seriously, <laughs> like, how much copying and pasting do we do as programmers? You're like, man, yeah. I can't quite get this to work. Hold up. I found something I can copy from somebody else. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, good enough is perfect is something that, especially when you're billing your time hourly and you gotta get stuff done on time is a mantra to accept and and love and fear people that don't understand that mantra because they're gonna cost you money in the long run but uh, yeah good enough is perfection <clears throat> one of the other things that you can do is when that's starting to creep in when those doubts are, are starting to, to chime in and, and talk to you in the back of your brain is look back. You know, I've got almost 20 years in some form of software development or another. Uh, probably about the last five or six in WordPress, but before that I did a lot of corporate work, you know, .NET stuff like that. And so every new, you know, every new job, every new skill I learned at a place, I took to the next one. And so when you start feeling, you know, I've had times where it's like, what am I doing? You know, do I even want to do this? You know, this is so much and, and I'm never going to get to the point where I want to be. It's important to just kind of sit back sometimes and, and look back. You know, reflect on the different steps that you took to get to where you are now. And you might still be in your beginning phase. Uh, but, you know, if you learn, if you're WordPress isn't, how long did it take you to learn design? You know, that wasn't an easy, an easy task. It's never an easy task to learn a new skill like that, how to, how to build something, how to develop something, how to design something, how to run a business. So take a look back how you go and see, okay, what are the things that I learned? What are the struggles that I got through previously that got me to this point? My whole philosophy on life is that in the end, it, it all balances out. You know, all the ups and downs. I could trace back every really good thing in my life that wouldn't have happened if three steps earlier, you know, this really bad thing hadn't happened. So I think for me, when that imposter syndrome really starts to kick in is when I'm in one of those down places, you know, when things aren't going right or little things keep piling up and I just think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never gonna be able to do this. I'm never gonna get past this point, you know, and over the hill. It's when you, you know, once you're at the top of that mountain, you know, see how far you've actually gotten to that point is one of the things that I think is really important to kind of getting you through. You've done, you know, you've done it before. You know, we've all had the ups and downs. One of the things <clears throat> that I think about whenever I'm struggling with a new skill, like I've been learning uh, Portuguese lately or, you know, playing guitar or whatever, I think back to... Uh, before I knew how to code and I was like I'm not, I can't it's not, I, I don't that's not me I don't do that that just isn't how my brain works like sorry like bye it's not gonna happen um, and now I like live in PHP all the time like how did that happen you know one day you wake up and you're like wait I am fluent in something that years previous I thought I would never be able to comprehend 
And I just remind myself of that whenever I feel lost or struggling with something that, you know, something I thought was impossible, something I changed like my educational course to avoid having to learn, now I do full time. And, you know, what, and that'll remind you that you're capable of things that you can't even imagine or that you can imagine and you imagine yourself failing at horribly because you just can't do it. It's not how you're wired. Maybe you are. Like, I mean, I have to ask myself that question a lot. And the answer is, well, you're probably wrong. So just go for it anyway. Yeah, I think one of the other things with that, too, is as you go, you know, keep track. You know, my, my thing, this is the goofiest thing, but when I was doing a lot of freelance stuff, whenever I pushed something into production to push something live, that day I'd go, I would drive, and I'd get myself a Subway sandwich. Nice. That was my reward. What you should do is keep, a, you know, have a little reward for yourself, something, whether it's a day off or, or some little treat for yourself, but also keep a running list of things that you've accomplished. If you learn a new skill or if you learn a new a trick or something like that, um, or if you've completed a project or you've hit a business goal or something, you know, even if it's just on a piece of paper somewhere that you keep in your desk drawer, every time something good happens, put it on that list. Don't put the bad ones on there because you're going to see, oh, you know, yes, I finished this project. Oh, I remember in the beginning of that, it was such a struggle. I had all these issues. I, you know, I had to learn all this new stuff because then, again, when you're done and looking back at it, you're going to see all the steps that you took to get to that point. It's really, it's exactly spot on it's really critical to do that because just biologically we're wired to look at our surroundings and assume there are threats around every corner like there's just there's no way to avoid that because that's how we survived for millions of years of you know living in the forest and eating rabbits and stuff and now we don't have that now we have debt collectors and meter maids to look out for but, you know, we're still, or even like if you're, you know, you're in a relationship, you know how it is after a few years and all you can think about is how bad they piss you off and the shit they do that you just cannot stand. And, you know, the, and, and so you have, you really, you do have to, to make a point to highlight the positive and just cherish that little injection of dopamine your brain gets you when you're feeling good and uh and and try to focus on that and make that something you like you said get a subway write it down you're associating a physical action with an event and a feeling and that'll just strengthen and reinforce uh the good feelings and make it easier to remember all the positives too because the negatives like again do we need any help remembering bad things we've done <laughs> i lay awake at night before i sleep and i'm like okay let's start in fourth grade top 20 stupidest things I've done go I mean not a problem crystal clarity perfect recall so try and do that with good things next time you're lying awake at night stressing out about something or when you wake up in the morning and you're like here's all the things I believe will go wrong today this person's gonna email me this person's site's gonna break instead of doing that think about what's awesome is going to happen. I'm going to get there and Eric will have the coffee ready for me when I get to the office. And then for lunch, I'm going to go get some Mexican street food. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to get some Chipotle mayo on there. I'm going to troubleshoot this problem and then I'm going to finish designing that. And then if I'm really good, I'm going to leave early, grab an energy drink and play video games until my eyes bleed. 
And that suddenly makes me feel a lot more excited about getting through my day instead of being like, okay, every single thing is like an uphill <laughs> stomping through broken glass up a hill. It's, it's all about changing your perception of how the future is going to unfold. The other thing, too, is, you know, and this sounds so, you know, trite and cliche, but be happy. You know, we're, we're talking about focusing on the positive things. Um, as I said, list your accomplishments. You know, if somebody sends you an email and they're thanking you for creating their project, or I get a lot, a lot of developers will ask me different questions, and I say, oh, yeah, here's, you know, here's how you can fix that. And they'll send an email back and say, oh, thanks, that really helped. Save those. You know, if you've heard of that, that vision board thing, it's kind of like that. You're creating a bank of positive things that people have said about you that when you're starting to feel down, you can go back through, read through, and look. You know, I Twitter, if somebody ever says anything nice about Twitter, you know, I, I hit the like button, and I actually like those, and I keep those. And honestly, every now and then, sometimes I'll just scroll back through and say, okay, you know, what, what you know, nice thing did somebody say about me? I want to keep that. It doesn't matter how small it is, even if it's just that, hey, you saved me an hour's worth of work on, on this thing. If you have that to kind of go back through and look through when you're starting to feel those doubts, I think that will really help you. It'll kind of shift you put to the other thing. The other thing is, you might not even think that something that you did was that great. But to the person that you did it for, is gonna think it was the world. I had a, a, a friend of mine who was doing some, just getting started in WordPress consulting stuff, and he had a, a, I had actually referred some old clients to him, and they had referred him to somebody else. And these people had a problem. They had done something with a plugin, and it broke the permalinks on their site. So you couldn't get to any of the pages, the front page, but they couldn't get to anything. And they called in a panic, and uh, he, so he had called me and said, I don't know what's going on. I looked at this. I said, you know, go, go on the permalinks page and just save. And he did that. And it was probably about five, 10 minutes total between the phone calls and getting it done. The client, you know, is, is thrilled because to them, their business was down. Their site was down. You know, it took 10 He's like, yeah, I didn't even want to charge him because, you know, it just took 10 minutes and you're the one that told me what to do. I said, but that's the value that we see in it because that's the world we live in. To them, to that client, that was their business shutting down for the day, and nobody could get to their site. Oh my God! If nobody can get to your website, everything's going to stop. <laughs> your world's going to collapse in on itself. So even if it's something that you don't necessarily think was a big deal to somebody else, it might have been. So keep that in mind when you're when you're saving those nice things and those little thank you notes and stuff. I really need to start doing that. Like I've gotten that advice from a couple of different places over the years. There's some similar variation, but that's one thing I've never, I've never actually done. Which is good because so many emails, you know, email can be a minefield sometimes. <laughs> it's just a really easy place for people to say mean things to each other without fear of repercussions. Um, don't it, save those. Yeah, don't, don't save don't those. Save those. <laughs> and don't bring them back up later because you just look like a dick um but keep the nice ones and like find a way to like work those in other conversations uh no it's uh gosh it's so true though it's it's so true it's just about you know and the reason that those things affect us and why they're so powerful and feel so good is because it's like we you know we feel like we're doing all this hard work to present ourselves in a professional way and get to work on time and and uh and do our best work and it's really again we're comparing our inside to other people's outsides well that compliment is able to like reach all the way through and be like see the work you put in on the inside is now translating into results on the outside and that starts to make you see like maybe 
I'm actually okay at this. You know, it starts to, to break down that wall between how you see yourself and how you actually are until you can kind of get the whole picture and not have that disconnect because clearly you are a person of value, like you said. And that's a really astute point, with, especially with permalinks too because permalinks is the easiest thing in the world to fix. You just click save and it's done. Um, sometimes. I just spent this entire <laughs> week with that not fixing it, but different story. Um, but like you said, to them, their whole world is it's just mm, like nothing. No, ah, incomprehensible screaming. But to us, we're like, boop. That'll be, you know, a hundred bucks or whatever. I don't know. Like, to them, it's like, oh my god, I would, like, I, mm, here's a Starbucks gift card, I'm gonna pay my invoice, we're cool forever because you saved my bacon. But to us, we're like, it was nothing, I'm just, I'm just a stupid slob, you shouldn't be grateful, it was easy, don't be grateful. <laughs> I didn't even fix it, I just clicked the button. Yeah. Anybody could click a button. You idiot, I just clicked the button, it's like, no, 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 you gotta stop, you gotta stop, because that's, you know, that's a value that you have that, like, uh, clearly plenty of people don't have it's a unique piece of knowledge that you have that in that particular relationship just saved a lot of headaches and money and you got to pat yourself on the back for that even when the solution is simple it's simple because you have experience and you put in the time to to get there and so and and if that doesn't make you feel good then Try hard. I don't know. Try harder. Um, yeah, and, and, and you know it because. Or eat if you're me. Eating good. <laughs> eat, eat your feelings. That's, Pizza's that's always, good. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a great example too because you probably know how to fix that because you spent two hours one day trying to troubleshoot why won't this work and then you Google something and, and you find the answer. There's so many like that and that's one of those points where you, oh, that's so stupid. Even. Chris, it took me a couple times to learn that one, honestly. I know, right? I did it once, and then I did it again. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the same thing as that one. Yeah. So, you, you know, you run into those where it's, you know, you realize that you think at the time when you couldn't fix it, you think you don't know anything, and then when you get the solution that next time, that's one of those where, you know, look back on that and say, oh, I remember when I felt like an idiot for not knowing that. Now I know it. So the next time I feel like an idiot, I'll know I'm going to do something. <laughs> and I feel like an idiot a lot. Right. So. Especially with websites, because they always find new ways to make you feel like an idiot yeah. every day. So one of the other uh, suggestions, and touched on this a little bit before, is have a support system around you. Um, other people in your business, you know, we all, came, like I said, we came out today on a Friday, and, and we'll come out tomorrow to a WordCamp. This, you know, this is your support system here. Uh, find the local meetup. That's my number one advice to anybody in WordPress. Whenever they ask me pretty much anything, how do I get better? How do I solve it? Find the meetup. Join that meetup. Uh, make friends. Make friends with people outside of WordPress. Uh, I belong to a couple of local, you know, entrepreneurial meetups. I don't run my own business anymore because I'm, I'm full time, but I still go to them because they're kind of struggling through some of the same things. Uh, you know, one of the other things you can do that I always recommend to people is is find somebody who can mentor you. Find somebody who's doing what you're doing or where you're struggling. Mentor them or have them become your mentor, but also find somebody who is less experienced than you and be a mentor to them. Because there's, there's nothing that makes you <laughs> feel smarter than when somebody comes to you with a simple question and you, and you know the answer because they're struggling through that part too. You know, at, at our meetup, just the last one, there was a developer who came, he's just getting into WordPress. He's going through a tutorial, he was getting stuck on stuff. He said, can I email this to you and have, you know, and can you help me, I'm stuck, of course. 
you know, because that's, you know, it's going to help him learn, which is good, which you want to give back. But it's also, you know, I felt good about being able to help somebody else. And that's one of those moments where you're on the high and say, oh, I just made this person's life a little easier. I just helped them get a little further along. So it's that two-way. Don't just find somebody who can help you, but find somebody else who's less experienced that you can help help as well. So meetups, masterminds, you know, different groups like that is where I tend to go to find stuff like that. That's one of the things I always, like the, one of the biggest things you can do to advance yourself professionally regardless of, uh, of where you're at and what you're doing is to get a mentor because it's a unique relationship. It's sort of like a parent that you like actually trust. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And you don't feel super bad when they judge you because they're not your parents. So it's like, you know, it's a balancing act. But it's someone there to most importantly hold you, to help you set goals and hold you accountable to them. Accountability, when you don't have accountability, um, doesn't matter. You're not going to do it. Or maybe you will, in which case, but you're not going to do it. As with as much certainty and confidence as if you have someone there constantly being like, you keep saying you're not going to be able to do this, but I know you can because, you know, I've talked to X, Y, and Z people who have also done this. So just like, they kind of gently or roughly just push you forward. Again, through those walls we try to erect between ourselves and success. I can't do it because I don't have any money or I don't have any time or whatever. There's always some reason we can come up with to not do things. And on the flip side of that, when you're mentoring someone else, there's no better way to solidify your own knowledge than to teach somebody else. If you can explain something uh, to a, like a five-year-old, then you know that subject inside and out, backwards to forwards. And so when someone comes with you with a uh, comes to you with a question, and even if it's something you know, I mean, oftentimes I'm like, okay, but how do I actually explain this? It really forces you to rethink something you already know and revisit that knowledge and experience. And so both sides of that equation are, are critical to developing how you solve problems and, and how you understand what you do and how and why you do it. So I think the biggest thing I always tell people is just get some kind of mentor. They will just, they'll always be there to push you when, whenever you feel like you're satisfied. I'm like, I'm, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done running this race. I'm just uncomfortable. There's a nice sofa here. I'm going to sit down. They're like, no, 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 no. We said the finish line was over there, not right here. I don't care how comfortable you are. You wanted to get to there. So let's reevaluate why and how and get there. If, if you do have a mentor and you start feeling comfortable with them, then it's time to find a new one. <laughs> <laughs> you should always feel on edge. <laughs> yes, yes. Mine always finds new ways to make me uncomfortable. <laughs> One of the other important things to do is really recognize when this is starting to get its hooks into you. And this is going to be different for everybody. For me, I know the, the, the biggest trigger or the biggest uh, red flag that I'm starting to kind of hit one of those low points is if I have a lot of work to do and something's going to be very complicated and I don't have an idea what the solution is, you know, procrastination. I'll start doing every, you know, I might have 12 bugs I need to fix and two of them are bad. I want to do the 10 easiest, littlest ones to fix get through those and then get to the to the bad one, which is, of course, opposite of the way that you want to do it. Uh, whenever you start thinking, you know, I, I'm launching a new project and I'm looking at doing some of the competitor analysis of it, and I see how far along they are, <laughs> I say, why yeah. bother? That's the other red flag that comes in. Oh, I'm not even going to bother. Yeah, there's, just, 
yeah, there's somebody who does this so much better than me. I'm not going to start this podcast. I'm not going to start this site because it's already been done. I'm not even, I'm not even going to write this blog post because I'm sure a million other people have written it better than I could. And like I talked about, you couldn't be a rock star. They probably did write it better than I did. But they didn't write it from, that, from my experience. So no matter how far further along somebody is than you or seems to be than you, they haven't had the same experiences that you have. So you can always bring something unique to the table. It's true. That's pretty much my thought process before I do anything new, especially blog posts and podcast stuff. I'm like, okay, I have to accept as a fact someone has put more time into this than I have and done a better job. But, you know, you ultimately need to adopt a slightly selfish approach to it of like, well, I'm doing this for me. Or doing it for money. And if you're doing it for money, then do it all the way for money. And, you know, and, and make sure that, that you're taking full advantage of the time you put in. If you're doing it for you, then make sure you're doing it all the way for you. Be honest. Use your own words. Be who you are. People, the, your experiences will overlap with some group of people. And they will not overlap with another group of people. And those people will hate you and think you're vile, and the other people will think you're awesome, and that's cool, and accept that, because black and white, you know, is a lot more exciting than just a million shades of gray, or 50, or... I think there's 100 of them now, total. There might be 150 when it's done. I'm not sure what the color depth is like. Is it like a GIF of the selective palette? I don't know. They were never clear on that. I'm just confused. <laughs> I've been waiting my whole life to make yeah. that joke. <laughs> And when, you know, for whatever that those red flags are for you, whenever you recognize that, that's the important thing to do is recognize it and say, oh, this is imposter syndrome creeping in again. This is just me having fear and self-doubt and that inner critic is getting too loud. That's when you go back through and you look at those emails that you saved. You look at that list that you keep in your desk drawer of the things that you have accomplished. You go back and look at the things you've learned, you know, that year, all that type of stuff. So to kind of reinforce that, yes, I am going through this I'm where I'm at now. I've been through there before, and I can get to it. You know, I can get out of it. I can get past it. If you want to go one step further, you can take those things, take your, your kind of your vision board you built of those happy places and happy thoughts, and kind of develop your little mantra, those things you say when you look at it. So you have that strong association between the pictures and words and the words that you're saying. And that can be a way to really easily bring those memories to the forefront without having to you know go back and look at them because sometimes you just you're on your way to work and you're like okay do i drive off the bridge or do i go to work today and you're like okay i'm a strong confident woman can do this <laughs> god damn it i'll punch anyone who's in my way <laughs> yeah i think that's a great point too is have like you know a word or a symbol or something, you know, a cloud. The happy clouds. Remember Bob Ross? Yeah, happy, happy little clouds, cloud. You exactly. You need the happy little cloud in your life that you can just look at and say. And, yeah, your bad, bad, bad stuff is clouds and it'll move and rain on somebody else for a minute and yeah. they'll be back. But, you know, it's life. And the final piece of advice is just keep going. Just, you have to power through it. You can't let that stop you. And that's what the imposter syndrome is doing. Is it's trying to stop you from moving forward. It's trying to keep you where you are. And that's part of that also is the, the, the fear of it. Like you said, around every corner, there's something that wants to eat you. 
it's remember back then the world was like Australia is now. <laughs> Everything wants to kill and eat you. So it's it's just a matter of you know recognizing it, finding whatever works for you to pull yourself out of it, get over that mountain, and then keep going forward and find the you know find the joy. And the other thing that I tell people and this is, you know, is toot your own horn. You know, don't be afraid to tell somebody the things that you've accomplished. You know, don't be afraid to, to tell somebody your wins. You're not bragging. I mean, don't brag. Uh, but it may feel to you like you're bragging. You say, oh, you know, I shouldn't talk about this. Or somebody might say the success they've had. Maybe you just landed the biggest client you've ever had or you've done something you never thought you would do. And you say, well, you know, I don't want to brag. Brag a little. You know, that's going to build that confidence in you. Don't brag a lot, but brag a little. Humble brags. Humble brags. Yeah. Uh, building on that, because I encounter that a lot where you're like, you know, when you maybe don't have a lot, if you're like an entrepreneur and you don't have a lot of, or, or a programmer or a designer, but your primary group of, of friends, maybe they're none of those things. And so you're trying to be like, oh man, I, I solved this coding problem today, or I designed this beautiful website, this beautiful flyer, or I landed this client and, you know, they're like, cool story, bro. And you know you gotta you got it's how it's really helpful to find some people some community like the one we're all sitting in right now that understands and appreciates the struggles of finding those things so they know like they know you're not bragging because they they also are deeply familiar with the struggles that brought you to that point uh, especially as an entrepreneur because like I said people will come up to you and be like oh you're so lucky you get to do this and that and you're like no. And, and yeah, you just, you just sound like a tool because you're like, oh, I landed this this client. It's like a couple, you know, couple thousand dollars or twenty, thirty, whatever, however many thousands of dollars. And people are just like, it's cool. And you're like, Ugh. and that, that and that can feed your imposter syndrome because they're like, I don't know. And you're like, maybe it's not that good. Maybe it's not that exciting. But no, it it should be, and it is. And so in addition to your friendship circle and your support group and never stopping, you need people that understand your struggle to cheer you on. You need a mentor to stand behind you and push you forward. And you need to quantify your emotions and keep them in a visible form that you can look at and realize that you're bigger than them. They literally live inside you. So you can take them out and step on them and leave them there and, and move ahead. Yeah, building on what he said is a lot of times I'll be in my office and my wife will, you know, come in and I said, watch, watch this, honey. <laughs> and I'll load up the web page and I'll click a button and it'll have like, you know, a success message. And to her, I'm clicking a button and it shows success <laughs> on the page. She doesn't see that I'm calling an API, you know, and I'm translating this data and I've, I've gone through these 20 different steps just to get to say that one little word. So it is definitely important to kind of get uh, to get to the people who, who can appreciate sometimes what it takes to get that little word success on there. Or like with your clients, they think it's magic. Yeah. You know, it's it's important. It's it's all about collecting those positive things because you will find no shortage of negative stuff to bring you down, and you'll probably seek it out and wallow in it like I do sometimes. So wallow in fluffy, happy clouds instead. Maybe do 50-50 instead of 60-40, just one step at a time. I think you mentioned that those those voices. To, to get out of your head and you have to remember too is that's that's you those are your voices people aren't telling you every morning you suck you don't know anything you're a fraud and an imposter 
maybe sometimes I've gotten that sometimes, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other right. story. Right. But it's it's your own voice, and you control your own voice and, and how you talk to yourself. So, I just go back to it's a, it's recognizing when those voices start start chiming in, and just tell them you know shut up, get out, go on vacation. Here here's twenty bucks. Go buy yourself a subway sandwich. Yeah. All right, I think I could not close it any better than that. All right, so thank you everybody for coming. It's been a pleasure, you were great. If there are any other questions, I'll be moping around out there for a while and stuff, so hit me up, I'll be around.